This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's been okay, mate. Uh, strangely, I think Michael Bay was going to be happy again because, believe it or not, they've won the shots in a match trophy again today. Yeah, Keep play. losing the goal score trophy, but you know. They've got to, they've got to clutch to something, Lawrence. Welcome to a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. I'm joined by Lawrence Connolly, Laura Bradburn, and Kevin McCluskey. Celtic have gone out there today and. Um, you know, it wasn't a classic, but we have done the job because we know how to do it, because we know how to take care of business. Laura Bradburn, uh, Ange Postacoglu uh, was overheard just as he came off the park at full time there with a wee expletive. And I think when he realised the camera was on him, um, he was a wee bit embarrassed. But hey, that's the way it goes. We've won the semi-final against Rangers. They don't know how to beat them. We've got a hex over them. Or are we just better than them, Laura? I think we are just better than them. And I also think it kind of proves, you know, we talked before the match about how Celtic's team today was probably the strongest version of a Celtic team of this squad that you could have. Yeah. I actually don't think Michael Beale. Look at Johnson bouncing about with his moon boot on, by the way, and his crutches and his stalls bouncing about. The guy's um, a warrior. Sorry yeah. to interrupt there. No, it's all right. um, I actually don't think Michael Beale knows his best team because some of the changes he was kind of forced to make in the second half actually worked out. I actually thought, and I, I say this because I try to be entirely fair in a situation, and like you said at half time, 
there was all sorts of nonsense being talked about how Rangers were uh, the stronger team in the first half and blah, blah, blah. That wasn't true. I'll give them their due. In the second half, we had to batten down the hatches a couple of times and we did have to um, kind of weather the storm a little bit because of changes like Fashion Sakala Jr. or whatever his name is coming on and trying to show a bit more intent than Ryan Kent and stuff like that. But when you've got somebody like Todd Cantwell on the pitch who literally just runs about making an idiot of himself without doing very much, then there's nothing much to fear. I mean, I was... As you know, I was panicking at half time that I had, as usual, run my mouth and said a bunch of stuff I shouldn't have said. But he didn't prove himself to be anything other than that in the second half. He just, you know, Ali McCoy said on the, the commentary, oh, I think Todd Cantwell's had a really good second half. What would you say, Chris? And there was just a long silence. And then Chris Sutton sort of said, well, he's not afraid of asking for the ball. I'll give him that. And that that's basically it. Um, as far as we were concerned, was far from our from a vintage performance from us. But I love the fact that we've got it over on them that they just can't beat us. The, mm-hmm. the strongest Rangers teams when when I was growing up, very often we played a lot better than them, and they still beat us. And we are now entering a phase where whether we blow them away or whether we do just enough, they just can't beat us, and that's a satisfying position to be in. It is. We, we can't well. It's all about the content, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you're saying weathering a storm. It's obviously been a wet day at Hamden today, and those fans were absolutely astonishing all the way through the game, Kevin. I mean, uh, there was plenty of seats in the Rangers' end. We had plenty of time to go, by the way. Um, they were only one nothing down, uh, but the Celtic crowd has been absolutely um, and utterly amazing today as Ange goes up. Uh, to blow them kisses and give them waves and all that kind of stuff. You mentioned um, at the beginning of the game about Joe Hart. He, he was exactly the same there again. This means so much to the, this team. Um, I can pinpoint a few of the players. Callum McGregor, for example. You know what I mean? You see a player coming through um, the ranks. Any Celtic career almost didn't happen. And look at him now. A captain. He's leading the side to another Scottish Cup final. Uh, we're not going to count our chickens with regards to a treble, but the treble is very much on, Kev. It is. We are we're 90 minutes away from it, um, which cast your mind back 24 months or whenever it was when Ange walked in through the door. Would you Could you have imagined that we would be back in this position again so quickly? Because he had to come in and take up an absolute disaster and he's turned it around so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's absolute credit to every one of those players as well that's come through. It's um, you know you talk about Joe Hart. He is the guy that's come in and he, he gets what it means. And I thought he was today he was today. excellent. Oh, was he was absolutely brilliant. Yep. Him and and I can't because I know he got man of the match at the game. He was probably probably going to be Oliver man of the match as well because he was outstanding. Every single ball that came into that box in the second half, if Joe Hart didn't come out and claim it. Carter Vickers won it between the any, two of them. Any, any part of the body, by the way, just throw Everything, his body in. Front exactly. Of it. Yeah. It, it was it was a head. It was a foot. It was an. I couldn't say an arm. It couldn't be an arm. <laughs> there was a body part just got put in the way for Carter Vickers. He was throwing himself in the line. Um, and there's some of the comments that are coming through. You hear saying about maybe we were under the caution. Laura said we weathered the storm, or we had to, but we did. We did weather the storm, and again, there's. At no point in that second half was it, did I actually feel that we were going to lose the game or that we were going to lose a goal. They might have had more of the ball. They might have had more crosses in. They might have had more shots off target and winning that competition maybe, Lawrence. I don't know. But um, 
they never looked to me like they were actually a proper threat that was going to score. Whatever came in, it was Hart, it was Carter Vickers, it was being dealt with. When it went out into the midfield, it was scrappy, but McGregor or Iwata or Moy were winning the second balls and we were taking it away. I think if you watch it again, it's a game that it was never in doubt. And we've just got something on them at the moment where we've got that, we've got the skill to win a game by skill and we've got the fight and dig to win a game that way if we have to as well. If it goes that way. There's some comments, I'm going to bring them up, not to try and ridicule anybody, but there's some comments who disagree with that and thought Celtic were outplayed today. Um, it's not the way I kind of seen that game, uh, Lawrence. I agree with Kevin. I think that, you know, in that first half, obviously you had um, the the smoke. By the way, if, if you're editing that programme, if you're producing that programme, just go for the close-ups until the smoke evaporates. Because with the long shots, what you are seeing is basically what I see on a daily basis when I'm driving. That's my vision, right? I've been needing glasses for about 30 years and I don't wear them. But anyway, once the, the smoke cleared, I think that that scrappiness continued for probably the first 15, 20 minutes. And if you're going to play a scrappy game, then it's difficult to distinguish who's on top. But at no point, like Kevin says, Lawrence, at no point was I thinking, oh, we're really under a cost. Yeah, you know what? There are going to be periods of pressure. There's always going to be periods of pressure. But when near the game, the commentary team spoke about the two centre-halves have been the best players on the park, and then they followed that up, bizarrely, by saying Carter Vickers and Goldson. I was thinking, no, let, let's try Carter Vickers and Starfelt. They were outstanding today, Lawrence. Well, listen, I thought Nader was pretty decent. I thought he was in for a shout of money in the match. You know, it's... As in Devon Cross, it sets up the winning goal. Look, they were more in it in the second half. You know, they had one clear-cut chance. It fell to Sakala, and he, he showed that finishing he's famous for, put in his side netting. Uh, so, apart from that, did they really have any clear-cut chances? I think Morelis was lucky with his tackle and Carter Vickers. You know, it, it studs up, it's in his... In totally his agree with that, yeah. You know, and then he goes head-to-head head with Hart after it as well, once. Yeah, so... I didn't think it was ever in doubt. You know, they're fighting for the season. This is all they have left. They're one down. They need to do something special. I mean, they're asked to do something special. They just don't have it. No, you're right. See, see when we're talking about the performance, Laura, in that entire game, if we were to pick out a poor performer at Celtic, there, I don't think there was particularly a poor performer. Hatati wasn't at the top of his game. Did we expect him to be? He's been thrown in after missing four games. But in terms of a performance, sometimes, like you said there, you've got to go back to the wall. And if you're going to do it, you defend well. We defended well. Everything they threw at us, we defended well. Um, and like Lauren says, yeah, that clear-cut chance, if you don't have the composure at that level, then you don't deserve to win the game. You don't deserve to get anything out of the game if you can't hit the target and you hit the side net, and that's the second time he's done it. Um, I'm, at a, I'm at a stage now, though, Laura, where, yeah, we do have a Scottish Cup final to play. We've got to get our three points. We've got to get our win to win the league. But right now, I would wrap up in cotton wool Cameron Carter-Vickers, Alistair Johnson, and also Greg Taylor. I'd wrap the three of them up in cotton wool. I'd give games to Kobayashi, Tony Ralston, and Burnaby from now, possibly up to the final. Now, I don't know if people would agree or disagree. I just think they've thrown everything at this. We've been managing injuries, apparently, with Taylor and Carter-Vickers. Johnson today, you know, full-blooded performance, and he comes off, and he's now in a moon boot. I'd be wrapping these guys up in cotton wool until the end of the season, Laura. Yeah, I mean, you could go a step further with Carter Vickers. If rumours are to be believed, he potentially needs surgery in the in the summer. And I know Ange was reluctant to 
to answer that question, but that's just the way he is, keeping his cards close to his chest. You could go a step further with Carter Vickers and say, um, you know, we've got enough covering Kobayashi there that I would like to see Carter Vickers. You know, I'd heard rumours about potential layoff of up to four months after this surgery. If he gets it done now, he's back in time for, for Champions League qualifiers or Champions League group stage, whatever one you want to call it. And I would feel comfortable enough with his doing that. But like you say, across the back four, we were outstanding today. Johnston doesn't need any more praise than I already give him. Carter Vickers is getting all these plaudits. Carol Starfelt was just... To, to use the phrase unremarkable sounds like a, a, a diss, but it's not. It's the fact that there was nothing... You, he didn't register on your radar. He was so good that he didn't put a foot out of place, so you didn't even have to sort of think about me. And Greg Taylor showed the the kind of um, performance that we've come to expect from him. The other the other person I want to single out, um, I know we've not moved into the midfield yet, is, and I know it's 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 as obvious as saying Lionel Messi's quite good at football, right? But Callum McGregor again today was outstanding. Like. And do you know what I loved about him as well? Every time you cut the camera to him, he was smiling or he was laughing. He was thoroughly enjoying that contest today. And and as a as a Celtic fan who too many times over the years has seen players be intimidated by a fixture like that, seen players cower away and hide in a fixture like that, to see a captain out there leading the team in the way that he did not in an overly aggressive way, not in a, an idiotic way, but in a way that is just full of class, while the other opposition have, as what many of us in Glasgow say, all fur coat and knee knickers, was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed watching all of them today. But, yeah, the specifically that back four deserve all the plaudits that they're going to get because they've become a real unit together. Um, and and to lose any one of them, you're you're talking about potentially weakening that back four. So they were really fantastic. Yeah, and, and you know this when I when I look at the uh, this what is called the Celtic way, Kevin. And uh, often we talk about it on this show. What is it? What does it mean? Is it a style of play? Is it a way that you go about your business? I think it's all of these things and more. But um, I always say you look at who was voted Celtic's greatest ever player, Jimmy Johnson. Why? because he entertained, because he was great to watch, because he was box office. You know, that's why you fall in love with football. And you say, right, who was voted Rangers' best ever player? John Gregg, you know, who would break legs and all this kind of stuff. And I just think it's a different way of what you expect from your football team, right? But what Laura's just said there, yeah, we've got the flair. We've got it in abundance. But see if it comes down to a battle. We can do that as well. Exactly. So if you want to go somewhere else, Billy McNeil then maybe he wasn't voted the greatest ever, but he's probably our greatest ever captain. An absolute leader. You know, he would, he'd go out there, he'd, he'd win every ball in the air again, he'd win every tackle, he'd, he, but he was pre- prepared to go through someone if he had to, in a way. He had the nasty streak in him, but he had the ability to play. And that's, I think that's what it is. And that's what you see with somebody like Callum McGregor. He's just a fantastic football player, but he's got, a fantastic football brain about him as well. And he knows when to do the, the cynical foul, I suppose, because he did it today for his yellow card, but he's broken the player, he's dropped it. He's, um, but he carries, just the way that he carries himself throughout the game, it is with a bit of class. And I suppose if you look 
what they've got on the other side. Raskin and Cantwell are two pretendy hard men. The way they walk about. And yep. <laughs> they nick the physio's bag so that Hatati can't get a drink of water and all this kind of nonsense. Exactly. It's Can all I just the say about that shenanigans. Can I just say about that physio's bag? It's funny that you bring that up because see, every time the Rangers physio's brought it on, I thought it was going to burst at the seams. It's so cheap looking, but anyway. <laughs> is it fully confetti? Anyway, oh, yeah. no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not full of trophies anyway, that's for sure. That, that's, it's all about the important <laughs> things, right? So you can you can have your wee moment, you know, your fist pump when a ball gets ricocheted off your backside and out for a shy. Have your wee moments. It's all about the content we, we can't well. Right. But it's it, it's not about that. It's about trophies, Kevin. And this team, exactly. it's not having a knack. It's just having a mentality to be able to find a way to win games and win trophies. And Ange Postecoglou has instilled that in this squad. They've got it in spades, this squad. And then I was just thinking as well, when we were talking a lot about Cantwell and all that, the word I used about Iwata, I'm sure it was him, <laughs> when he first broke in, was that he doesn't posture when he's on the pitch. Yeah. He doesn't hide. Whenever, he, whenever he's there, he makes space, he demands the ball, and then he does something with it. Every single thing that Cantwell does is posturing for someone. It's his next social media clip. It's a wee puffs his chest out and does a wee strut over to the fans when he's on a throw-in. It's yeah. something that means nothing to the game. But they love it. They buy into that somehow. What Iwata does, what McGregor does, is they just go and they win the ball and they play the simple pass and they keep things moving. And they've got that... It's a it's a never-say-die win, winning mentality that they've got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, you know. They, they don't care about doing the flashy thing. They care about winning the trophy at the end of the day. And now we're 90 minutes away from a treble. I'm not going to say that it's in the bag or that we've won it because I was at the, the Inverness Cali go ballistic game. You know, I remember that. So you'll never count your chickens again. But we're really, really close to having another wee moment of history that we probably didn't think we were going to get for another few years. Not this soon. Not this soon. Five yeah. trophies in six, potentially, for Ange Postecoglou. John Duncan, you're in on the YouTube. Great to see you. Joe Hart commanding his box, Starfield winning headers, and Carter Vickers dominant. And it's not for the first time, Lawrence, in a game against Rangers where that's happened. I mean, I remember Celtic coming under some criticism last season for their defensive abilities, which in itself was quite absurd when you consider that we were the best um, defence in the league. And we went to Ibrox and we defended for large parts of that game, and we defended well. I've seen it again today. Yeah, listen, we know they've got a tactic of fall over, pump a ball into the box. You know, and they're saying a half seat it up. <laughs> you, you know, it's... It, you're thinking, when are you going to spot us Disney work fees? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's just bizarre that, that that's kind of the route they go down, just pumping it in, and Starfield or Carter Vickers are quite happy to, to clear it. It's... I think Kevin touched on it. It's about winners. You know, we've got a squad full of winners. And I heard Barry Robson speaking. I thought they beat somebody the other weekend there. And he was speaking sometimes, you know, he's saying it's team, it's just about winning. Mm-hmm. Go out there and win. That's what matters. Because he was asking, you know, what was it that took place that transformed the team? And he was saying it was drilling into that team. It's all about winning. Everything else can come. As long as yeah. you get the win. That, you know, yeah. and once it you get used matter. to winning. Shots off target, shots mm-hmm. on target. It's winning. It's winning the games, absolutely. Now, Franny Weldon is back in on the YouTube. Uh, job done. Uh, Carmen Carter-Vickers was solid today. He was. He was unbelievable today. Um, Starfelt and Carter-Vickers are huge for Celtic. What a partnership yeah, they've developed. I've just, just realised something, by the way, Paul John. 
Mm-hmm. I'm in a spare room today and I've just uh, noticed some reading material for um, Todd Cantwell for, for bedtime tonight. Some uh, Peppa plays football. I don't know if that's going down the wrong way. But Todd, if you're watching, give that a wee read. You might get some tips off of that. Give that a read because, yeah, I mean, it looks as though, you know, yeah, that's, that's the kind of level. That's I know. Curious. I know. You're like, you yeah. I hope there's a lot of pictures in that book because I'm not sure Todd would understand <laughs> the big words. If he, did, if he did read it, he would probably film himself and post it on the socials. Um, John Duncan, that's what I've been waiting for all season. A proper test, a great match. Best defensive performance mm-hmm. from Celtic I've seen under Ange. I think we've seen a few like that. A strong Rangers is good for Celtic. Are they strong? Um, I, I don't. I don't particularly rate them. I, I've got to be honest. And I know going into these games, uh, you know, you've got to show respect. By the way, a lot of people might dis- disagree with that. Martin O'Neill always showed respect to the opposition, um, but I don't particularly rate them. And um, as Lauren said quite early in that first half, I've got a note here saying that they've reverted to long ball tactics already. You know, they had run out of ideas. Were they crafting chances or were they just lumping the ball into the box and asking Celtic to defend it? Because we did defend it. Stephen Sloan disagrees, and I'm bringing this up because it's all about opinion. How the hell did we win that game? Because we scored the goals, mate. It's all about taking care of business, doing the important thing. Uh, we were outfought, outplayed, our passing was woeful, but the treble is on. I disagree with that. Lawrence, I'm going to throw it over to you first and foremost. Well, listen, conditions probably didn't help with the passing today. A few slack passes. She's we definitely weren't out fought. You know what I mean? If that's been out fought, that, that, that's a really poor uh, fighting performance from Rangers. You know, it was just lumping the ball in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they were asked to do something, you know, you've got to score a goal. You've got to create chances. You created one chance in 90 minutes. You're not going to win trophies doing that. No. And, you know, as they've discovered, you know, they're, I don't know, what, 12 years old and they've got a fourth, you know, is it a third division, a second division, whatever, a petrol fat cup, you know, trophies <laughs> in a park here where they belong. And, Don't you know, forget more shots on target as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more shots on target well, again. Lawrence, well, they're trophies that we'll never win. Indeed, mate. I don't know how we can live without the petrol fat in a cabin. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That, that, that will never be in the Celtic Trophy Cabinet. I don't, I don't know how we can live with ourselves. Most think maybe another treble next year will take the pain away. <laughs> Listen, there's a, there's a couple of little, um, I think, cameos that, that appeared today that were fairly important. I thought Moy, he comes in. Now, by the way, uh, another thing I would point out in, in terms of the team's performance, I think we've come away from some of these games and uh, we've said, you know, 
Forrest wasn't great on the right-hand side at Ibrox. Zhiranovic wasn't great at left-back. Moyes come in for a game and he wasn't great until Awata comes in and, and we start to regain control. Yeah, you might argue that Hatati's in that category. I don't think so. I don't think there was enough mistakes in his game to suggest that you know it was it was a quiet performance. It wasn't a bad performance. But Moy comes in, Laura, and I thought Moy for the the length of time he was on the park was excellent. There was a there was a double tackle win that he that he had, which I thought was outstanding, um, and not afraid to to take the ball, trying to link the, the play up as he does, looking for a killer pass that never came, but. Um, he came on and I thought when he came on, he was excellent. And he'd done the job, the exact job we needed from him. Yeah, I thought I thought he was fantastic. And I thought, again, credit to Ange for the substitutions he made and when he made them. Um, Moy came on and, and was really effective. Um, Haxabanich came on and did the job he always does. Iwata, I thought, gave us a little bit more. He managed to, to keep the ball a bit more upfield um, when we needed it towards the end of the match. And I thought that was really effective as well. Um, but as for Moy, that double tackle that you're talking about, that was actually really vital because if, especially the first tackle, if the Rangers player that was running towards him uh, had got to that first, we were in a bit of bother because um, they had a lot of players forward and, and, and potentially could have could have capitalised on that. But it just it's it's something that we talked about in the doldrums of of 2020 and um, you know looking at the bench that we had and, and basically wanting to greet because he didn't see any situation. The number of times we came on this show and had conversations about, you know, this is all well and good to start in 11 if we get out and start well, but if we don't start well, um, who do we bring off the bench? Who changes the match? We've got that in abundance now. Like, we can, we can make changes. We didn't even particularly need to change the way we played today, but we had players that weren't going to allow the standard of the play to drop. And certainly if we had needed a change of any description, we could have had um, players come on and change the way that we played. I was a bit concerned when we took Jota off that I just thought, I understand why it's been done because he's just coming back from injury. But I did wonder, are we losing something because he was being so effective today? But I mean, it serves me right. I don't know how many times I need to learn the lesson of trusting in Angela and doing that again today would have seen me right so um, yeah I, just I, Moy especially but Haksabanovic, Iwata you could go on all even Ralston coming on for Johnson all signs and signals of the strength of squad and depth we've got and how you use that entire squad to manage a game it isn't just about the first 11 it's about the match day squad and using it to its full, um, full ab- advantage and ability yeah, and you know, when I was talking earlier about giving people like Ralston, Burnaby, Kobayashi game time, um, it's also, I think, about giving a bit of rest and recuperation to the, the guys that are replaced. I know that Ange doesn't believe in anybody getting a rest to get a rest in the summer, apparently. Um, but, you know, under the circumstances, so many big games, uh, so many challenges thrown at them, um, give them that rest would be my would be my take on it. Ralston, uh, come on, says John, and had a great game. I think... My only concern with Ralston was maybe a bit of ring rustiness. I don't think he showed that. Now, the Killing Moon, um, PG, we met, we love, we conquer. Absolutely. And by the way, over the last couple of nights, Lawrence, you'll be the same. We met a lot of people who we'd never seen in the flesh over a couple of events in Glasgow. And um, it was fantastic to meet everybody. Um, And what I would say as well, there's quite a lot of people, Lawrence, uh, I think you spoke to them as well, 
who were talking about the fact that uh, that 12.30 hour was something during the, the pandemic uh, that uh, they used as an anchor and it gave them a wee bit of structure. But I always say it gave us that as well, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, it was uh, it, it was great just to get on and talk about Celtic. And, you know, there was a lot of loving in the room over the, the last two nights. And, and it was great to hear the stories, just how much it meant to them. And, and, and just meet the guys and, you know, have a chat about Celtic and, and hear their stories about being on support buses, etc. But I think, you know, those guys were all happy tonight. They're probably like me worried about Ibrooks in a couple of games' time, just in case the, the real Rangers turn up. All right. <laughs> no doubt we'll be getting that in the press leading up to Lawrence. And the great thing about all you axiomatics out there is that you're dragging your wives and your dads and your, your kids to these events and you're introducing them to Axom. So keep that up. And if you want to support the channel, give us a big thumbs up on YouTube. It's an absolute pleasure to be talking to 1,100 Celtic fans uh, on this live stream post-match against Rangers. Peter McGlone. Uh, thought it was a three o'clock tip I'm just glad. I'm just glad Lawrence phoned me this morning because I was having a long lie this morning after two kind of late nights. Um, obviously, the drive back from Glasgow. I'm just glad the big fella was on, on the ball this morning. Um, Brown Man Revival, Moy and Hacksaw Good, Awata with an obvious knock. And that came early for Awata, by the way. He took a dull one. Man of the match could have been Katavik or Starfield or Hart. Yeah, you could have, it could have gone three ways. Let's just say it's a joint. Uh, it's a player of the match now, apparently. So it's a joint one. The Northern Soul, uh, job done, treble o'clock. Yeah, as fans, we can talk about trebles. Uh, I know that uh, Ange won't. Ange will completely respect uh, what's in front of us. And uh, we will. We'll approach the game as if it's a European Cup final, regardless of the opposition. And um, a treble is in the uh, the near distance, Kevin McCluskey. We've been talking about Celtic fans and trebles. Uh, over the last week and, and you know it's something that you never take for granted we've seen a lot of them but you can never take it for granted and what's important about it from the outside looking in people will say ah Celtic have won another treble how easy is it up there to win a treble it's not easy at all is it it's not I mean okay we won four in a row but up until then we'd gone what 20 30 years or something without winning the treble it's not an easy thing to do uh Oh, actually, that's a like. Is Matt Neil won one? Um, 2020, 20, um, 2020, 2021. Matt Neil wins a treble. There you go. Yeah. And when was the last one before that? 67. It was 1969. 69. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. So it's not that easy. It's really not. Um, and one of the things like, for me living out here is that if I meet people from the kind of an expat community, a lot of them are English and not Celtic fans. And that's exactly the, the kind of question you get. You know, how easy is it? It must be so easy. Mate, mate, you've got another one. And but don't you mean they weren't Celtic fans, but they've made they were. And now they are. That is very true. Now they are. <laughs> I have converted a few. Don't worry about that. But uh, aye, but, but that's what you get though, because they just think it's easy and it's a walk in the park. It's not. You know, you're one game, you're one bad performance, one dodgy It's a 24-7 thing, Kevin. It, it's every uh, moment, every single day. It's every day at training, yeah. and, and and it's the mentality and the philosophy. And uh, you know, it's easy to say, "Oh, that that's that that's easy in Scottish game." We've seen what happens when you're not at it. We've seen it three seasons ago. We've seen it. We've seen it. There was um, oh, God, but this would have been ten, maybe eleven years ago. We played St Mirren, I think, in a cup semi-final. Was it, or was it even the cup final, Scott League Cup final? And we we lose the game. We didn't turn up. We've got Inverness Cali in the uh, Ronnie Dyla's first season. 
were a shocking refereeing decision away from winning a treble there. Yeah, it's these things that can happen. You know, it's things that are out with your control that can stop it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is. It's a it's a twenty four seven thing. The mentality's got to be right all the time. We've had some great teams that haven't won league titles, never mind won a treble. And the the fact that these guys are going out and they're doing it year after year now. And from where Andy's taking the team when he came in, it's incredible. It's just and you, you just never take it for granted, you know. No, you don't. I, I went, I went, I went my formative years without watching Celtic lift a trophy. <laughs> you know, never mind trebles. I do not take this for granted. I love every single minute of it. I when we won the quadruple treble, I watched the game in the, in the flat on my own. And I was in tears at the end because it just meant so much. And I don't mind saying that. It was an unreal experience, something I never thought would happen. So you, you absolutely do not take it for granted. No, and, um, you don't. No. I remember <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the the first Scottish Cup win against Hearts during that quadruple treble, uh, being at that game, you know, when Edward is just magnificent. And two down from me was sitting this wee fella who had seen, he'd been at all three European finals. And you know he'd seen the greatest Celtic team of all time, and he was in tears after that game. He knew he knew what it meant. He knows how difficult it, it was uh, to win that treble, and we're on the cusp of it again. We're not counting our chickens because you just need to talk about Inverness, Kyle Thistle twice. The second one didn't get as much traction as the first one when they knocked us out the cup after the or before the Liverpool game. It was one of the games, and the Civic, you know, uh, when we beat yeah. we beat Liverpool and uh, they knocked us I, out the cup. They, they beat us up in Inverness, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, last um, one. Yeah. That game as well. Clyde, Ross County, it happens, right? And if you're not Morton, if you're not on your game, it can happen. I remember being at the uh, slightly different, but the League Cup final against Kilmarnock, um, and they beat us one 0 Remember because we just weren't at it I think on that particular. That's day. the game I was meeting rather than St Mirren. It was Kilmarnock. That's Kilmarnock. right. Yep. And, uh, and just to, just to jump in, or something, get the goal. Yeah. You got to show us another book, Laura. Another one of your <laughs> children's books for Todd. No, no. Just to jump in on that one, though, it's like. You know, we're all having a bit of a laugh here and enjoying beating Rangers and rubbing their faces in it. And by the way, I'm disappointed at the lack of Union Jacks in the chat. There's usually a lot of them after some of the games, but I don't I see know. them today. I don't know where they are. You um, normally get a lot of them, Laura, and a lot of Triple X live chat, but not a lot of that's coming in. So I don't know if they're <laughs> the one in the same under a few different I, pseudonyms. Exactly. But, um, but no, um, it's... You know, we have a laugh and we, we like rubbing it in people's faces, but I don't think there's a Celtic supporter on this chat, certainly nobody on this show, who underestimates or disrespects the opposition that we're going to come up against in, in the Scottish Cup final. Because what we need to remember as well is, as much as we love winning trebles and love winning trophies for the club that we're coming up against, this could be the only Scottish Cup final they reach in a generation, or yeah. it could be the only the only one they reach in a twenty year period, or something like that. And the opportunity for them to 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 put us down, win that trophy, and have memories for them for for a generation to come is something not to be underestimated. They don't need any more motivation than that to go ahead and and, and put us to the sword. So, if anything, I would say personally. I'm more nervous about facing a team like that and the potential upset that that could cause than I would be facing 
um, a team that's more likely to appear in those situations. So, um, so as as Kevin says, like I, I grew up in the same era of you know not really knowing what it was to watch Celtic win a title or or a, or even a domestic cup. You know, lose Tommy Burns um, getting that cup final win eventually, um, and we were still nowhere near a league title at that point. You know. There's a lot of younger fans, and I say younger fans, maybe 10, 15, 20 years younger than me, who know nothing but Celtic winning. And I think, not to sound too Celtic da about it, but you like you do want to say to them, this isn't how it always is. It's not always how it's going to be. We all saw, we all saw how much we crumbled in that 2020 season and we've gone over ad nauseum why that was. We're only a season away from that at any given point. So we just need to enjoy what we've got just now. Enjoy the players that we've got. Enjoy the manager that we've got. Who knows where we'll be in a few years' time. Make the most of this. And um, hopefully we've got another treble on the books and we can we can get a, a long way towards one next season as well. Because like 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 Kevin, I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of this. Yeah, and you've got to. I mean, listen... We're not going to uh, labour the fact, but it's not easy to, to be successful. It, it, it involves so many people all buying into um, the direction that Ange Postecoglou wants to take the club in. They have bought into it. No wonder the fans have bought into it as well. He wins a double. He potentially he's on the cusp of winning a treble. What comes next? It's exciting times uh, being a Celtic fan, as Daniel F. Quite rightly say, how incredible is it being a Celtic fan? I'll tell you what, every single one of you go out and enjoy that tonight uh, and uh, celebrate whatever way you decide to celebrate. Martin O'Neill, Carter Vickers, the defensive behemoth. I like that. That's a brilliant description. And by the way, this could well be the last comment of the day. Alan Robertson, I didn't put you up to this, but you're asking for us to play the glory and the dream as the pod finishes. If we get enough people saying, yeah, we should, then we'll do it. Uh, in the comment section, should we play the glory and the dream? The the charity single that we recorded with the Wakes and Carly Connor, put it out there. There's maybe somebody on the chat that's not heard it. Play it or lift my mood after we've lost, you know, the shots of target competition again today. So, it's so you're, you're needing to hear it. You're needing to hear it. Okay. Aye, definitely lift my mood after that. But what I would say is... Um, the glory and the dream was a long time coming. Um, Paul Sheridan, the front man of the weeks, was introduced to me by a man who many call the connector. His name is Lawrence Conley, who's on the screen right now. And you introduced me to Paul Sheridan. The weeks are absolutely a phenomenal band. Uh, we've got them on our playlist at all our events. Uh, quite a few of their tracks are on the playlist. Um, and what I would need to do is actually find a video file. So we'll chat about uh, the actual single while I do it. And then we'll see if we can play us out uh, on this event. It's in September. Um, I actually think it's September the 9th. Um, and they, it is it's an anti fascism, uh, fascism uh, gig. And there's, I think there's four different bands playing there. So uh, for me, they're a band that they're always. They're always um, Celtic minded, but they're also, you know, they're into. Uh, anything anti-fascism, anti-homophobia, um, and, and you look at you look at the discography. Phenomenal songs about Saint Pauli, um, and uh, Professor Willie Mealy's old fella uh, who went and fought Franco as well. I do have it here. I've got it. I think it's the final draft. Do you want to hear it? Anybody? Absolutely. Centuries 
just began our journey Across the sea to find the glory in the dream Just a tailor and a joiner and a brother Built our team Greeted sometimes with hostility But more often with the light The boys who rise and had to clear through troubled skies After constant days of struggle They arrived This feels like heaven This must be the dream This feels like paradise The best we've ever seen The best we've ever seen Even through the lean years Our support was flocking thousands Countless trophies stand displayed for all to view Sisters be united and our children do the same. This feels like heaven. This must be a dream. This feels like paradise. The best we've ever seen. The best we've ever seen. was formed in November 1887 by a number of Catholics in the east end of the city. The main objective of the club is to supply the east end conferences of the St Vincent de Paul Society to support those in the missions of St Mary's, Sacred Heart and St Michael's. Many cases of sheer poverty are left unaided through lack of means. A football club will be formed for the maintenance of the dinner tables of our needy children. This feels like heaven. This must be the Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.